There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's part two of our weekly session where we answer your questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination. With me today is Layla Mewden, who is our nutritionist in residence. And we team up to answer your questions every week. So what's next, Layla? Uh, from William. Dr. Hoffman, can you please look at this Romanian study on reducing thyroid nodules naturally? I found this on the NIH website. Can you talk about why this would or wouldn't work? We looked at the study. Right. And it's a combination of spirulina, curcumin, and boswellia to reduce thyroid nodules. Now, it was a small study of about 34 people, but they did find a reduction when they measured thyroid nodules pre and post the intervention. So that was interesting, that finding. I did see another study prior to this Romanian study. It was probably a year, 15 months ago, that offered a similar, it was a similar intervention that included curcumin and boswellian. I don't remember spirulina, right. but I think it might have been yet another thing, another mm -hmm. third. Uh, yeah, very. Uh, so let's look at those constituents and see what they might be. But first, let me just say that uh, while some of my best friends are Romanian, really, and they're Great folks. Chefach. Yeah. <laughs> is, that that, is that Romanian? That's, that's Romanian for how are oh you? Goodness. And that's all I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that'll get, that'll get you some mileage in uh, Bucharest. <laughs> but, you know, Romania, uh, you know, it frankly is not renowned as a uh, bastion of scientific veracity these days. Mm. And it might be possible to perform a study there, a small study, uh, that can be published in a medical journal and then get a lot of amplification, amplification because there's an internet mm -hmm. that is difficult to replicate in bigger, more prestigious institutions. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, sometimes they don't allow studies like that at, uh, you know, at, uh, uh, you know, Harvard, uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, Stanford and places that do quote serious research. You know, so they, maybe they have a little more flexibility. They can do more nutraceutical research in those countries. But, you know, mm -hmm. so that being said, uh, it's a small study. I don't see it replicated a lot. Well, what are the constituents? Okay, spirulina, that's a form of algae, which it's yes. not from, it's from freshwater. So I don't think it even has a lot of iodine. Hmm. Iodine might be something that could affect the thyroid in some way. Sure. And, and it's true that uh, some forms of goiter, nodular goiter, are due yeah. to iodine deficiency. But I don't think spirulina has a lot of iodine, so I'm not sure what that's what's going on with that. Um, Could be a 
detox mechanism. Detoxification, that's what it's about. Yeah, okay. Uh, Then there's these anti-inflammatory things. Curcumin and buswell. Those are great anti-inflammatories. And if you have an inflamed knee or something, great, okay. Uh, Is there an inflammatory component to thyroid nodules? I don't know, maybe. Uh, I don't really see so much of a plausible method of... You see, for something, for me to believe in something, I have to say, well, it it does seem to work, but I also like to know mechanistically, is it plausible why it might work? Yeah. And I can't really see that with those things. Hmm. So, um, you know, thyroiditis is inflammatory, but it, are nodules really based on our inflammatory pathway? Maybe to some extent, hmm. maybe. Okay. Okay, yeah. so it's a question mark. So I would it, say it merits further study. Yeah, I got to say I'm not really finding that nutritional therapies are that great for shrinking thyroid nodules. I think yeah, there are two reasons to get a thyroid nodule removed. One is because it's big mm. and it's in the way, and it's you feel it when you swallow, yeah. or you feel like there's. And another in your reason throat. is that it might conceal uh, cancer. Yeah, and there are ways to test before to see if it's a hot nodule or a cold nodule. Uh, believe it or not, the hot nodules with ultrasound? Are, the hot nodules are actually safer than the cold nodules. Oh, uh, with a scan, thyroid uh-huh. scan. But you know, first you do an ultrasound to see if it looks more suspicious, and then you, or you can monitor. You can say, well, let's leave that alone, but let's come back in a year. And it's like, oh, it's so much bigger. Like, oh, maybe it's growing. Mm. Um, then you know, they just take it out, and then they can slice it and dice it. You know, six ways to Sunday, and see if there's somehow concealed within it is cancer. Yeah, interesting. Because okay. it is a form of a tumor. And tumors can be either benign or malignant. Right, right. Okay. So, William, it, you know, taking these three things wouldn't hurt, but you probably and, don't and, want to... Uh, I mean, the only surgery that's not a big deal is somebody else's surgery, but i got to say, it's not... Yeah. You know, if it's you, it's a big deal. But sure. for doctors, oh, it's not a big deal, fine, you you get the surgery. But right. I would say that it's... It is, it, even though it's like in a scary place, it's in your neck. Yeah. It is, it's, the thyroid sits really close under the skin. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very superstitial, superficial. Yes. And it, it can be easily accessed and, mm-hmm. uh, easily removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the downside is if they take yeah. too much, then you'll need thyroid medication. Right. But right. even if they take half your thyroid, often it's enough to keep your thyroid tuned up. If they remove the nodules, who's to say they won't grow back? That's what's possible. That's another thing, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. William, thank you for that thoughtful question. Well, I mean, question. short of removing a nodule, you can biopsy yeah. a nodule too. You can, sure. You know, do before you remove the whole thing. Right. Which right. which is called a fina, fine needle aspiration. You stick a very fine needle. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your neck? What is a fine needle? But it's. Pretty fine. You it's know. pretty, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does it feel fine? I don't know. I mean, it's not going to feel fine. <laughs> I think you can put a little anesthetic. But you'll get through it. Put a little anesthetic there. Yeah, that yeah. would be good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, coming back to, uh, coming back to N-acetylcysteine, Dr. Hoffman, we've got an email from Michael. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I've been taking NAC for many years since it's been purported to be helpful in reducing lung congestion due to asthma. Would you comment on the study mentioned in Consumer Labs' discussion on NAC that said long-term use of NAC led to lung cancer in mice? Although I'm not a mouse, I am a bit concerned. <laughs> really? Thank you, Michael, for your question. You know, there's, uh, it, it, there is a, um, um, 
there's a uh, Twitter account mm-hmm. called at in mice only. Oh, in, in, in mice only, right? It enumerates right. a lot of studies which show like these amazing things that are happening with mice. A lot of things are happening with you know, rodents. Like, we're, mice are like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're like, uh, you know, the, the, the lame shall walk again and, you know, we're cutting and <laughs> severing their spinal cords. Yes, and yes, 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 yes. And they're regenerating. And, mm-hmm. But it, the question is, can it translate to humans? Yeah. So, you know, okay, uh, is any, I mean, I don't think that discounts N-acetylcysteine use. Yeah. Um, and it, it, N-acetylcysteine, there's so many plausible mechanisms by which it's beneficial. I can't think of a mechanism by which it would increase cancer. Right. And, you know, I think that needs to be studied and replicated. Yes. Uh, but, absolutely. Uh, and oftentimes in a mouse study, so much higher dosage, dosages yeah. are given. Right. I like these studies where they show, like, they feed mice, like, uh, you know, cheeseburgers, and they go, oh, my God, the mice got so sick from that. Well, uh, what's a normal diet for a mouse? Is like plant material and grain. They're yeah. herbivores. That, now, they're pretty omnivorous. Little, they can eat anything. They can That adapt. little bit of peanut butter or cheese in a mouse trap, maybe, from time to time. Right. Not just... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they... Well, right. But okay. I'm saying, you put them... They, so, we put the mouse on a high-fat diet, and the, it was like... Oh, oh, I my. love the one where they put a rabbit on a high-fat diet. Rabbit Rabbits high just fat. don't eat that way. They Except do those, not eat that. The, the, you ever see the, 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 the carnivorous rabbits, you know, with like the fangs? You know, there's, there's like no. there's a, there's a cartoon of that. Oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, but, but the, I was going to say, what happened to the That's actually bugs? how they... One of the ways that they launched the theory of atherosclerosis being related to fat. Yeah. Because there was a physiologist named Anichkow. I think it was a Russian... And he fed rabbits lard. Yes. And boom, they developed atherosclerosis. Now, you know, but... uh, Well, if humans had a carrot and grass diet and we were fed lard, (laughs) if we were just herbivores... Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So... Yeah, I like NAC. I, I always have a bottle at home. It's, there's a supply chain I, problem with NAC, as you know. There is. There's it's, a supply chain problem with everything, apparently. But especially with NAC, because especially. they were threatening to take NAC off the list. Mm. And I think it's like toilet paper. People hoarded NAC. Oh, because, because it, it was going to it's not off, be available as a nutraceutical Not anymore. available on Amazon. Amazon got said, oh, okay, government, we'll bow down to you. We'll government. take it off our all our websites. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even really ban it. It was almost in, in anticipation of a ban. Yeah. You know, which ticks me off about Amazon. But who buys, what smart people buy their supplements on Amazon? There's not me. No quality control. Nope. No. Nope. Absolutely so. not. Yeah. And, you know, they Amazon also Wait, will I, sell I just, things. I just offended a second billionaire. Oh, that's First okay. First it was like, uh, it was like. Uh, Don't worry about it. Now it's Bezos. Is that right? That's all right. <laughs> Amazon will sell things that have fallen off dumpsters. We have been the recipients oh. of some, you know, maybe there's some hardware that my husband might find on Amazon cheaper than at Home Depot, oh. and he will order it yeah. and use it. And much to his dismay, it's happened more than twice he's that con- it was an inferior product. He's a that contractor. He got from, he's a contractor. Right. It was an inferior product that was misrepresented on Amazon. He's Ooh. had to return them, right. tear them a new one on the telephone, yeah. and then go to Home Depot and pay the proper uh, amount yeah, for the yeah, proper yeah, yeah, or yeah. wherever he, yeah. he should have gone to begin with. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, you I, get what you pay well, for. It's, I think... In fairness to them, I think they're yeah. trying to do quality control, but it's like whack-a-mole. They, they're, it's like a forum 
for people every- can sell stuff they they take out of dumpsters on Amazon mm-hmm. on their own Amazon account. Yep. You don't know what you're getting. Yep. You don't know what you're getting. Right. It's like another eBay. Yep. So anyway. Yep. So is this a good time? I thank you for reminding me. Yes, it is a good time because we're going to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share a vital message with you. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Youthful Energy, providing you with a unique energy support of pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate your support for our sponsors. And now back to our questions. Alice has a question on anticholinergics. Okay. And I suppose they're dangerous. Can these be managed by drinking extra water? Well, the short answer is no. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to drink more water and wash away the dangers of whatever you're taking? But then you might, then if you're taking it for a specific purpose, you'd also reduce the efficacy of it. Yes. Like, what's the point? Right. Um, So I'm looking up uh, anticholinergics. I mean, I know what they are. You studied one of the first things we studied in medical school because they're very old drugs. They're drugs that block the action of acetylcholine. Yes. And acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter or chemical messenger. So the problem with drugs that block the action of acetylcholine is acetylcholine is essential for muscles. Mm-hmm. And brain, especially mm-hmm. brain. So the drugs that are used for Alzheimer's increase acetylcholine. So if you uh, take drugs that have a very high anticholinergic effect, they may affect your thinking. And especially if you're a little bit predisposed to age-related cognitive decline, uh, or if you have Alzheimer's or very elderly, then you're yeah. taking uh, a lot of uh, anticholinergics. Because sometimes you can take multiple anticholinergics. Uh, among the uh, anticholinergics uh, are drugs that are used for urinary frequency. Oh, and yeah. O- OAB, overactive bladder. Yes. And drugs that are used for COPD, for breathing uh-huh. problems. And um, the list of uh, anticholinergics is extremely long. You know, it includes popular drugs uh, like uh, anti-diarrheal drugs, dicyclamine, which is, um, what is that? Um, what's that uh, thing you take for uh, diarrhea? Uh, Imodium? Imodium, yeah. Imodium is anticholinergic. Mm -hmm. Um, Something called Uraspaz, uh, which is for... Uraspaz. That kind of explains it. (laughs) Yeah. Atrovent, which is a popular drug for uh, COPD. Um, uh, Scopalamine, which, by the way, is a... Oh, uh, for motion sickness. Motion sickness. You can just scope patch. Yeah. You know, so if you're on a a boat and, you know, you really have terrible seasickness, they'll give you a scope patch. They they Mm -hmm. dispense them on boats. Uh, but if you're a little on the cusp of, uh, you know, age-related cognitive decline, you know, you might experience a bout of um, 
dementia. Yeah. You know, it can make, and some people are on multiple drugs, especially older people. Yeah. Uh, Benadryl even has anticholinergic effects. It's used in many the, antihistamines it's, do. It's sleep medic, you know, these yes. over the counter sleep things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So, Benadryl is more than uh, an older patient and she takes it for sleep and I said, this is not so good for you. Um, so they do have. It used to be recommended for sleep, you know. There was a time. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they knock you out. They, they knock they, you out, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, but drinking extra water is not going to... I wonder, Dr. Hoppin, since they're anticholinergics, would they be good for TMAO? <laughs> Anticholine? Anticholine? No, no, no. Not like that. No, overthinking. Not like that. No. Okay. Uh, but, and, in, you know, in fact, it's not a bad uh -huh. idea mm -hmm. um, to drink when you take... Well, actually, what they do is they decrease sweating. So... You, oh, you want to drink. So... You get dry yes. when you take those. They dry you out. So, um, not a good idea to try and do a sauna. No. Not a good idea if it's like uh, your air conditioner breaks down and you live in you know in Florida or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, in or July. Arizona. You got yeah. to take a lot of anticholinergics. And I wonder how many old people who really suffer from heat stroke and stuff like that, they're on yeah. anticholinergics. Yeah. So, because they can't sweat properly. Yeah. And that's our only way to regulate that's an air temperature. Conditioner. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing is, if you have um, already problems uh, urinating, sometimes anticholinergics can give you like, you know, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't go. Right, right. You know, because it's that prostate. gotta go, gotta go commercial. Yeah. But it actually like detrol know, it, or it, whatever it was called. Yeah, I yeah. remember that drug. So, you know, people with the severe dry mouth, it's going to make that worse. Yeah. So, and, and the American Geriatric Society, there's a little black box warning here, strongly recommends avoiding the use of anticholinergic medications in older adults. Well, who else is going to have urinary problems? Uh, who else is going to yeah. have sleep problems, you know, that people frequently, they take these medications for? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, true. Wow. Side effects, dry mouth, blurry vision, constipation, drowsiness, sedation, hallucinations, memory problems, trouble, urinating, confusion, delirium, decreased sweating, and, uh, you know, decreased saliva. Wow, it almost makes you forget what problem it's supposed to solve, yeah. these anticholinergics. Interesting. Alice, thank you for that question. Okay. Yeah, the, the cholinergic medications yeah. are used to treat, uh, not anticholinergic, but procholinergic. Yes, are used to treat Alzheimer's with not much success, but they boost acetylcholine. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. We've got a question from Lisa. Dear Dr. Hoffman, a relative, a 75-year-old female, suffers from almost daily bouts of extended vertigo. Over the past five years, she's seen virtually every conventional specialist, several ENTs, neurologists, pulmonologists, cardiologists, endocrinologists, everyologists. She's also been given numerous conventional testing and therapies, extensive blood work, MRI, EEG, Epley maneuver, etc. Yeah. Needless to say, various doctors have tried numerous prescription medications, all without success. Could you discuss the possible ways that integrative or alternative medicine might deal with this? Very challenging problem. What about uh, IV vitamin cocktails, acupuncture, no, no. cannabis? Acupuncture, maybe. Acupuncture definitely cannabis? can have an effect on, on, uh, on uh, vertigo. I mean, uh, the... Cannabis may have a calming effect, but it can also make you kind of potentially dizzy, you know. Yeah. Like it's a bit of a um, hallucinogen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe CBD could take the volume down on that because it's a little mildly sedating. Um, so I would look at 
possibility that there's POTS or low blood pressure you know, ah. involved, uh, positional orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. But that's, you know, that's a different thing than, you know, many vertigos are, don't involve that. But, you yeah. know, sometimes it could be volume related. It could be related to lack of uh, sodium. Some people feel sort of weak and dizzy and they don't have enough uh, volume of water or sodium. That caffeine only makes the condition worse. Oh, it, it makes So any it, caffeine, any yeah. your your caffeinated coffees, teas, yeah. any caffeine in your medications? Yes. There's some decongestants that may contain caffeine. Yep. Something like that. You know, I have to say it's interesting. I um occasionally people call up and they say uh I'm, I want to get treated for vertigo and I go I tell the receptionist uh make sure that it's the right Dr. Ronald Hoffman yes. because one of the world's experts in vertigo but he's an ENT, he's a conventional doctor, is yeah. Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Yeah, here in New York. Right, right yeah. here in New York. And uh, I met him once when I was in training. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at his name tag and I said, oh, you have gotta the same name. you got to be kidding, name. wow. And, and, yeah. and he said, oh, wow, that's interesting. I said, and for a small amount of money, uh, I will not practice in New York City <laughs> when I'm done. And he laughed, you know. But he's a little older than me. Yeah. And uh, he, but he, and, and now he's sort of like Professor Emeritus. He's had a very good career. Uh, he actually invented something called um, uh, postural uh, rehab for, mm. it's a uh, vestibular rehab uh-huh, uh-huh. for vertigo, which is a, a series of treatments and exercises that help people reacclimate to position change. Mm-hmm. Because for some people, they almost have to uh, relearn to accommodate position change because yeah. they already have a very screwed up uh, inner ear. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. the, it, the part of the inner ear that's involved in balance is the vestibule. Yes. Uh, so it's a vestibular rehab. Yeah. And he was, I think, perhaps the originator of that. Hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, I got to say that the, you know, acupuncture has some potential there. Sometimes yeah. can be helpful. Yeah. Um, I think future therapies might involve some sort of electrical stimulation of the vagus nerve, mm-hmm. you know, which acupuncture can do. Um, wow. Yeah. Definitely get rid of any and all caffeine. Tell your friend, Lisa. Manage your blood sugar. Manage your blood sugar. Because sometimes little blood sugar can cause sugar. dizziness or yep. that kind of a distortion or anxiety is a is a factor. There's 75 ways to feel dizzy, you know. Anxiety it's, is a factor. We want yeah. to use sometimes calming things, mm-hmm. you know, natural calming things, hopefully, but even medications to calm people because it, it, there's nothing that can make you more anxious than if the world is swaying Moving. and turning. And, yeah, you know, or you're so, on a chronic boat. Yeah. So actually, uh, for for patients with that cognitive behavioral therapy is helpful too, yeah. which is a type of therapy which helps you kind of roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it go away, but it makes you less uh, reactive to the symptoms you have, which is a good thing, you know, for all the symptoms that we encounter as we age. Is yeah. you know, yeah. kind of learn to, you know, it's like, um, you know, learn to um, sort of accommodate to the d- disability. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, best of luck to your relative. We have time for a quick question, if such there be. If such there be, let's see. It's like a one-syllable answer? Oh, no. It's a long conversation. These are going to have to wait. Okay. This one's going to have to wait. Well, we had a pretty good session today. We so, did. We did. So, radio program at AOL.com mm-hmm. is the destination for questions. And uh, we even got that uh, lab door thing in. Yes. Which um, we're lucky to find the original emails. Yes. So, good deal. 
right. Until next week, uh, have yourselves a great week. Think of questions and send them to radio program at AOL.com. Thanks for keeping us on our toes with uh, interesting and challenging questions and comments. Comments were well, you know, uh, comments are welcome as well. Sure, um, yeah, we like hearing from you. Right, mm-hmm. um, you know, good. please no expletives and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. Thanks. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, R.D. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.